the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Irreverent, over the top, and smart as a whip. This is the Rob Black Show. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Show dedicated to getting into retirement. Also trying to be slightly entertaining, maybe even a little insightful into how money works. I posted a video yesterday with EP Wells strategy, director of strategy, Adam Phillips, and uh, part of the support staff at EP Wealth edited the video and just put tags and names and stuff under it. It's about 15 minutes talking about the markets and talking about what's going on with inflation, inflation and Russia and Ukraine, inflation, Russia, Ukraine, and the jobs market. We threw in three or four or five topics. We kind of blended them all together. What was nice is someone at EP dropped me an email and said, I learn every time I listen to the two of you talk. And that's the goal on the show. I can't teach you about women. I think I can, but I can't. I can't teach you about cars. I know I can't. There's definitely no reason to listen to this show if you're trying to figure out who's going to win the Super Bowl. What you need to know a little bit about money, I can help. So let's talk about some of the topics that kind of are, oh, for the record, that um, interview, I posted it yesterday at Rob Black Show on YouTube, YouTube, Rob Black Show. It's 15 minutes long. It's weekly, unless it's a holiday on Monday that we sometimes go. Any big changes, and if we both agree no, then we just pushed off for a week. And sometimes in between when there's a, a murderous event in the market, like the worst day in five years, then two, we will update it in the middle of the week. Um, only to calm people down. Biggest mistake you ever make in investing is being overreactive, selling when it's low, um, fearful when it should be never an emotion that you used to come to. Now, when things are going great, you should look, oh, this is an interesting one. Let's start with this. One of the things that I do, it's with my stocks, I tend to buy more of my winners so in the last 25 years, I've accumulated more and more Microsoft and Apple, for instance. I haven't sold as much as you would think. Two years ago, I started selling some Apple um, to buy a house. So I probably took off 5%, maybe 10%, but I've also bought back more and I've reinvested the dividends. Again, those numbers are close to accurate but not spot on. So with stocks, I buy more of the ones that I love that are good to me that execute. And with mutual funds, I tend to look at my 401. Mutual funds, I'm mostly in mutual funds for 401ks. My 401ks. Um, I tend to sell the winners. So if I start the year off saying I'm going to be 20% large cap, then it grows to 25 or 30% and the small cap kind of gets a little weak. I'll buy more small cap. 
after selling more large cap. So I rebalance. There's a feature on your 401k called auto rebalance. And you can typically set it up for uh, quarterly or semi-annually or annually. And if you can't, you need to do that yourself. So I have a spa day for myself, typically twice a year, where I review everything that I own. There's been years, you know, in my mid-20s where I didn't review everything. And then I was like, oh, wait. I wasn't funding my 401k. I thought I was. Whoops, that's embarrassing. Um, so by stopping and checking myself twice a year, I'm able to catch mistakes that before they become problems. So consider that for yourself. So the lesson there again is I tend to buy more of my winners in individual stocks. And I tend to sell my winners in mutual funds and buy my underperformers. Now keep in mind, my mutual funds, I typically 99% of the time stay with index funds, which are low cost. Any cost over 1%, I'm out. I can find something that could do something similar or better for a lower cost in mutual funds. Costs are important. Again, in my opinion. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Don't be shy. So listen to this. Here's some more that I want to get into. Target starting wages could go as high as $24 an hour in areas with ultra high competition for workers as the retailer continues to expand spending on its labor force. One of the most important lessons that you learn is the highest cost for business is typically labor. And I remember when Target was minimum wage, maybe a little bit more, and it was considered a better job than other jobs in similar retail type of scenarios. $24. Let's see what that comes out to. 24 times 40 is equal to $960 a week. So you can kind of already do the math here. Times four is equal to $3,800 and 40, $3,840 a month. And then times 12, $46,080 a year. So now the minimum wage in some areas maybe $46,080. Now that's for 40 hours. And let's just read between the lines. I don't think Target's going to be doing that at every location, but the ultra high competition, the bigger cities. Um, you can make $46,000 a year, not in any stretch of imagination above the median in America, but starting to get pretty close. So to me, Target becomes a little less attractive as an investment because the higher cost of labor. In the end, I know you're saying, oh, you're, an, you're a communist or you're a capitalist. Oh, you're a communist. Oh, no, I'm a, I know on a daily basis, you're going to change your mind about me. So here's the deal. In retail, Margins are important. And if you work at a grocery store like a Safeway or a Trader Joe's, when you factor in everything, they end up making 2 to 4% margins most. Margins aren't very attractive in grocery stores. Now, you could look at something like Apple and say, well, they've got a retail store that they sell apps at. It's all digital and a lot of labor there. Their margins are probably closer to 52, 56%. 
then you get in the Home Depots and the Lowe's and you get into the fashion retailers, the high end luxury, the low end. And you can see how the margins are going to be so different depending on where you go anywhere. The only reason I would ever invest in a grocery store that has the lowest margins in retail was because I like the consistency. Knowing that people have to eat no matter what. In fact, we've seen that in 2022, a lot of people um, are paying more at the grocery stores because of inflation, food inflation. And it's pretty much so widespread. I can't find a category of food that's down year over year. So like the eggs, the milk, the steak, the chicken, the pork, all higher. The transportation for all goods to your grocery store is higher due to higher energy costs and higher labor costs to truckers. There's just not a lot of margins in grocery stores. And as an investor, you're going to look at things that mean something important to you. Return on investment. Return on equity. These are key data statistics. And if you don't know them, if you're individual companies, you should get out of them right now because you don't know what you're doing. Um, free cash flow is super important. Debt to equity, price to earnings, price to sales ratio. Lucid Motors is an electric vehicle company, and they're very attractive. But their price to sales ratio is about 40. So for every dollar in sales they get, their valuation is 40 times inflated. You can't win like that when you're competing against a Ford or GM, the price to sales ratio is like four to six. Well, you can compete like that. You're just not going to win more often than not. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. A straightforward approach to managing your money. The Rob Black Show. First hour of the show, I tend to live on radio, tend to try to make it about strategy. Second hour, more about what's going to happen or what's happening that day. I'm going to mix in an email and a couple concepts in the segments that work with me. Unretirements are picking up. What is an unretirement? It's exactly what it sounds like. During COVID or the pandemic, pandemic drove millions of Americans into early retirement. Getting some of those folks back to work should increase the labor supply at a time when companies are still struggling to hire. That's good. But it also brings into the question of like, why are they coming back? Did it not go as well as they thought it would? Did they not have enough to stay away? Did they only stay away for health reasons? I tend to say for myself, I want to work until I stop and then never do it again. Maybe I'll do it as a hobby, stay in the podcast business and talk about retirement in my 60s, what it looks like, retired in my 70s and what it looks like. I want to have the number one show with people over 70 years old, the demographic absolutely no one wants in financial media. But in unretirements are picking up, and that's important to know. Pandemic drove millions of Americans into early retirement. Getting some of those folks back to work should help the labor supply. We're seeing it pick up quarter to quarter to quarter. Continued strong demand and vaccinations are allowing folks to step back into the workplace. 2.8% of workers who said they were retired in January 2021 went back into the labor force by January 2022. Now, let's stop into a healthcare message. The United States is opening up and it's not going to stop. And we only got about 60% of our population vaccinated. Um, so we're going to have problems. 2,000 people in America are going to die every day for a long time of COVID because that other 40% is not vaccinated. Getting the vaccination improves your chances of living enormously 
all facts, all data, nothing can be disputed there. Um, so please consider it. I know a person, uh, first degree of separation, direct person in my life, uh, who was in COVID, who was in the hospital last month with COVID uh, symptoms. Again, as everyone thought we're in the clear, some, most of us may, yeah, I, I don't know. So going back to work is kind of a decision. But knowing that there could be another shutdown because only 60%, we have the highest per capita of death in the world. And we own supplies and we own the distribution. We have it all. And we have the highest percentage of death amongst developed nations. Just showing you that we're, some people are afraid of getting vaccinated. Some people don't want to be get vaccinated. Some people don't want to be part of it. Like it's problems. So I told you this is going to be a multifaceted segment. A good friend, listener of the show, Chad. He's amazing. I've known him for probably 12 to 15 years on the show. And it starts with an email. He happens to be a firefighter in the city of San Francisco. And he's bought a Airbnb in, in Lake Tahoe. Beautiful. Last year, he debated selling. The year before, he debated selling. Because over the five years and opening an area. Oh, and for the record, let me explain this. So... He's in love with a beautiful woman. They have a beautiful relationship. I mean, she's just the, the best person on the planet. She's, she reeks of sweetness. But over the last five years, Tahoe has changed. When you escaped San Francisco five years ago, you were trying to escape the construction. You were trying to escape the um, everyone's on top of each other. You were trying to escape the crime. Um, and all of that has moved to Tahoe, Truckee, in the last two years, as people have said, you know, we got to get away. We can't be close to people due to Omicron and COVID. So he hates it. He sees construction where he lives back then. He sees construction where he lives now. I'm not going to say he hates it, but the mountain life isn't what it used to be, whether it be the wildfires, um, the vibe is eroded. He's all about vibes. He's one of those people who loves the mountain and probably loves trees as much as he loves his, his wife. But he thinks it's changed. So he, he wants out. He wants to take a sailboat out, go down to the Sea of Cortez. He said, we're going to clear $850,000 in the house in the last five years. Paid six ninety, dollars sold for $1.69. Put about one hundred fifty dollars into it. He's going to take a 90-day unpaid leave from the fire department, which, oh, for the record, I want to talk about that real quick. Pretty cool. He works in San Francisco as a firefighter. So he comes into the city three to four days, and not San Francisco, Bay Area is what I want to say. It's not specifically San Francisco. Uh, works three or four days, straight shifts, leaves his wife. She takes care of the Airbnb. They live in the one room and then they rent a room kind of thing. They're lovely hosts, great people. And he comes back three or four days off and, you know, helps around the house and loves and skis and hikes and such. Um, it's one of the reasons I've, I've been laughing the last past year, a few years, because I've seen a lot of firefighters leave the Bay Area to get their primary home as far as Sacramento, but yeah, even up to Tahoe. And I've always said if there's ever an emergency where we need all hands on deck, say a big old earthquake, our firefighters are becoming, you know, a four or five hour drive. And that's not exactly ideal. Okay, so back to him. Bought a home five years ago, and he's always been pretty savvy. Like even five to 10 years ago, he was Airbnb in his home on weekends. He'd get out of town kind of thing. Um, 
sold in San Francisco, bought in Tahoe, sold in Tahoe. Now he's got a big lump sum of cash. He's cleared about a million on that, 850,000 after taxes. He's taking a 90-day unpaid leave to reset and come up with a plan. I think that's smart. He is not, he's 45 years old, roughly. So he's in his early 40s um, to early mid 40s. That's a little bit too early. Now, again, he can retire with a pension though in three to five years. So that's interesting. He's got about 750K, 750K in retirement accounts, 300K in cash and stocks. He's going to try to retire in about two to three years. So it sounds like he's got about $2 million. Um, can't really specifically say from this one email. He's asked around some other expatriates who live abroad, and they say you need about $3,000, $6,000 annually for health insurance, catastrophic. He's starting to add everything up. And he thinks he can retire, essentially getting a very, very nice pension of about $115,000 annually from being a firefighter. Now, can you live off $115,000? It's a really good question. Could you live off $115,000 in Italy and Mexico and cheap parts of the world that still have access to skiing and boats and things that young people want to do? He has no children, doesn't want children, I believe. I don't think that's an issue. Um, but I fear taking his foot off the gas. Now, again, he's going to have that pension to fall back on, and that's great. How much would the pension grow if he stayed another five years? That's a question. How much would it grow if it, another 10? But I don't know if he's right or wrong due to the recent surge inflation, if he should be as comfortable retiring now as he, he was based on the same idea from a year ago. I think he's pretty close. But I would still work with a financial planner, get a five-year plan, just to make sure you factor in a Monte Carlo scenario that shows best case and worst case scenarios. If I'm online at Roblox Show, Twitter Roblox Show, YouTube Roblox Show. An education-first approach to managing your money. This is the Rob Black Show. Invest in what is really important. Rob Black has partnered with EP Wealth Advisors. Are you concerned with financial planning, tax planning, managing your investments, or just planning your retirement? Rob Black has partnered with EP Wealth Advisors. With over $12 billion in assets under management and more than 80 financial professionals at the helm, EP has your financial future in mind. Learn more by visiting robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. Show dedicated to getting you to retirement. Also trying to be slightly entertaining, maybe even a little insightful into how money works. I posted a video yesterday with EP Wealth's strategy, director of strategy, Adam Phillips, and uh, part of the support staff at EP Wealth edited the video and just put tags and names and stuff under it. It's about 15 minutes talking about the markets and talking about what's going on with inflation, inflation and Russia and Ukraine, inflation, Russia, Ukraine, and the jobs market. We threw in three or four or five topics. We kind of blended them all together. What was nice is someone at EP dropped me an email and said, I learn every time I listen to the two of you talk. And that's the goal on the show. I can't teach you about women. I think I can, but I can't. I can't teach you about cars. I know I can't. There's definitely no reason to listen to this show if you're trying to figure out who's going to win the Super Bowl. What you need to know a little bit about money, I can help. So let's talk about some of the topics that 
kind of our, oh, for the record, that um, interview, I posted it yesterday at Rob Black Show on YouTube, YouTube, Rob Black Show. It's 15 minutes long. It's weekly, unless it's a holiday on Monday that we sometimes go. Any big changes? And if we both agree no, then we just pushed off for a week. And sometimes in between when there's a, a murderous event in the market, like the worst day in five years, then two, we will update it in the middle of the week. Um, only to calm people down. Biggest mistake you ever make in investing is being overreactive, selling when it's low, um, fearful when it should be never an emotion that you succumb to. Now, when things are going great, you should look, oh, this is an interesting one. Let's start with this. One of the things that I do, it's with my stocks, I tend to buy more of my winners. So in the last 25 years, I've accumulated more and more Microsoft and Apple, for instance. Haven't sold as much as you would think. Two years ago, I started selling some Apple um, to buy a house. So I probably took off 5%, maybe 10%, but I've also bought back more and I've reinvested the dividends. Again, those numbers are close to accurate but not spot on. So with stocks, I buy more of the ones that I love that are good to me that execute. And with mutual funds, I tend to look at my 401. Mutual funds, I'm mostly in mutual funds for 401ks. My 401ks. Um, I tend to sell the winners. So if I start the year off saying I'm going to be 20% large cap and it grows to 25 or 30% and the small cap kind of gets a little weak, I'll buy more small cap after selling more large cap. So I rebalance. There's a feature on your 401k called auto rebalance. And you can typically set it up for uh, quarterly or semi-annually or annually. And if you can't, you need to do that yourself. So I have a spa day for myself typically twice a year where I review everything that I own. There's been years, you know, in my mid twenties where I didn't review everything. And then I was like, Oh wait, I wasn't funding my 401k. I thought I was whoops. That's embarrassing. Um, so by stopping and checking myself twice a year, I'm able to catch mistakes that before they become problems. So consider that for yourself. So the lesson there again is I tend to buy more of my winners in individual stocks and I tend to sell my winners in mutual funds and buy my underperformers. Now keep in mind my mutual funds, I typically 99% of the time stay with index funds, which are low cost. Any cost over 1%, I'm out. I can find something that could do something similar or better for a lower cost in mutual funds. Costs are important. Again, in my opinion, you can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Don't be shy. So listen to this. Here's some more that I want to get into. Target starting wages could go as high as $24 an hour in areas with ultra high competition for workers as the retailer continues to expand spending on its labor force. One of the most important lessons that you learn is the highest cost for a business is typically labor. And 
I remember where, when Target was minimum wage, maybe a little bit more, and it was considered a better job than other jobs in similar retail type of scenarios. $24. Let's see what that comes out to. 24 times 40 is equal to $960 a week. So you can kind of already do the math here. Times four is equal to $3,800 and 40, 3840 a month. And then times 12, $46,080 a year. So now the minimum wage in some areas can be $46,080. Now that's for 40 hours. And let's read between the lines. I don't think Target's going to be doing that at every location, but the ultra high competition, the bigger cities. Um, you can make $46,000 a year, not in any stretch of imagination above the median in America, but starting to get pretty close. So to me, Target becomes a little less attractive as an investment because the higher cost of labor. In the end, I know you're saying, oh, you're, an, you're a communist or you're a capitalist. Oh, you're a communist. Oh, no, I'm a, I know on a daily basis, you're going to change your mind about me. So here's the deal. In retail, margins are important. And if you work at a grocery store like a Safeway or a Trader Joe's, when you factor in everything, they end up making 2 to 4% margins most. Margins aren't very attractive in grocery stores. Now, you could look at something like Apple and say, well, they've got a retail store that they sell apps at. It's all digital and a lot of labor there. Their margins are probably closer to 52, 56%. Then you get in the Home Depots and the Lowe's and you get into the fashion retailers, the high-end luxury, the low-end. And you can see how the margins are going to be so different depending on where you go anywhere. The only reason I would ever invest in a grocery store that has the lowest margins in retail was because I like the consistency. Knowing that people have to eat no matter what. In fact, we've seen that in 2022, a lot of people um, are paying more at the grocery stores because of inflation, food inflation. And it's pretty much so widespread. I can't find a category of food that's down year over year. So like the eggs, the milk, the steak, the chicken, the pork, all higher. The transportation for all goods to your grocery store is higher due to higher energy costs and higher labor costs to truckers. There's just not a lot of margins in grocery stores. And as an investor, you're going to look at things that mean something important to you. Return on investment. Return on equity. These are key data statistics. And if you don't know them, if you're individual companies, you should get out of them right now because you don't know what you're doing. Um, free cash flow is super important. Debt to equity, price to earnings, price to sales ratio. Lucid Motors is an electric vehicle company and they're very attractive, but their price to sales ratio is about 40. So for every dollar in sales they get, their valuation is 40 times inflated. You can't win like that when you're competing against a Ford or GM, the price to sales ratio is more like four to six. Well, you can compete like that. You're just not going to win more often than not. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. The Rob Black Show is brought to you by EP Wealth. Learn more about EP's unique approach to managing wealth at robblackshow.com.
I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Interesting times. This is not the first time in my career that it's been interesting times. Um, there's been conflicts. There's been invasions. There's been terrorism. There's been assassinations. In a bigger picture, in my father's life, there was World War I, World War II, Korea. Vietnam is the year that I was born because I was a second tour baby. My brother Michael was a first tour baby, i.e. my father got my mother pregnant, went off to war, came back, and oh, look what came while I was away. Not only once, but twice. Um, conflicts are normal. I've seen high oil. I've seen low oil. I've seen massive inflation. I've seen stagflation. On a pretty regular basis, we've seen the pandemic. We've seen banking crisis. We've seen the dollar devalued, we've seen gold spike, oil go to 150, oil go to zero. We've seen a crisis in trading in silver, soybeans, um, and much, much more. This is ugly, and it could certainly get a lot uglier because we're dealing with Putin, who appears to be a dictator, who has put his money in the last 20 years into the Western world, billions of dollars with his oligarchs, the billionaires of Russia. The reason you're hearing so much sanctions on the oligarchs is because that's where most of Putin's money is. He's got buddies who are putting it in yachts and holding them for him. He's got buddies who are putting it into Western banks who Western banks tend not to ever seize banks and take assets. But we're trying to hit them hardest where we can at this point in time to say, slow down, be diplomatic on this one. I personally think that anytime women and children are dying, the United States should step in. But we have a function in front of us called the United Nations, which should have a higher priority on this. But I'm really off track there. It's interesting to note that my belief is that this is all about money. All about money. And Putin doesn't seem to care that the ruble's worth less than a penny. Doesn't seem to care. So going after the oligarchs and going after their yachts and sinking them or seizing the assets, I like the idea of sinking them, is much more intriguing to me. But when you see a row of tanks coming in, you get nervous. But again, like I said, we've seen death in the world on a pretty regular basis. Whether it be the pandemic where millions died, whether it be Ebola or blood's coming out of people's eyes, we've seen horrific images around the world. I'm not losing a lot of sleep about that. I'm wondering how I can best help the world. And I could say, I think your cooler head will help a lot for you. Yesterday, the NASDAQ was up one half of 1%. The SP 500 was up, was down one quarter of a percent. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is down one half of a percent. Not too crazy. The week before was crazy up. Well, crazy down and crazy up. People get nervous. And I get it. I'm a long-term investor and I have to remind myself of that. 10-year treasury is doing the markets a little bit of a favor by retreating down to 1.82%. Flight to safety. The 10-year treasury is safety. It is the United States government who always pays our debt. We don't cancel it like Russia does. We don't devalue our currency, the ruble, to nothing. 
Russia had to change their interest rate from roughly 8% to 20% to try to discourage fellow citizens in Russia from pulling all their assets out and leaving the country with dollars instead of rubles. It's fascinating. This is turning into a war on billionaires. It's turning into a war on cybersecurity, but there's also missiles that are killing women and children. Bitcoin was ha- is having a move. Bitcoin, some people are saying it's having a day. Up 13% yesterday to 42,679. If you can get back to the 60,000 areas, maybe Russia's oligarchs are hiding their money in Bitcoin is the thought. Conspiracy theory a little bit. Um, but we learned last month the United States can seize Bitcoin pretty aggressively to the tune of over $2 billion. And they brought down a criminal scheme and they seized those assets. Citigroup was down 4.4%. They're a big international banker. And the world has basically said, okay, Russia, you can do your war, but we're not going to let you send any money out of the country or bring any into the country. And the way we're shutting down the airspace, the way we're shutting down trade, it should put a lot of pressure on the people of Russia to rise up and try to take down Putin. Putin's regime has lost two major territories, not lost, but they've lost some PR campaigns in the last five years where mayors were elected that Putin didn't want, so he had to send in forces to reinstall the, the regime that he wants. That's as political as I'm going to get today. He seems to be a desperate man trying to hold on to power. I'm going to hit some other things because I have to in this area. Um, sporting news. The International Olympic Committee called on sports organizations to ban Russian and Belarusian athletes from participation in international events to preserve the integrity of global sports. Formula One canceled its Russian Grand Prix. That was scheduled for September. The International Judo Federation stripped Russian President Vladimir Putin of a black belt from his role as honorary president and ambassador, which is kind of a big joke. Everyone knows he's kind of a puffy white dude who can't do anything athletically, but suddenly he can score a goal on the greatest goalkeeper of all time because that greatest goalkeeper doesn't want to get killed or murdered. Disney, Warner Brothers, and Sony said yesterday they're pausing all upcoming theatrical releases in the country. What will Russia do without Spider-Man and Uncharted? You're hearing some bands pull out of music festivals this summer and some bands oddly being quiet. Slipknot saying no comment, whereas the killer said, we're not going to Russia. The Eurovision Song Contest, which is based, not based, no, a Netflix movie is based off of it. And it's a real thing where every country gets to enter a pop song, I think. They're saying Russia is not allowed to enter this year. New York's Metropolitan Opera is also cutting ties with artists and institutions that have expressed pro-Putin sentiments. Will any of this add up? I don't know. Airbnb says it's opening stores. Brian Chesky said the company will offer short-term housing for up to 100,000 displaced Ukrainians and ask hosts in neighboring countries, Poland, Germany, and Hungary, and Romania to open their homes. Um, I like Brian Chesky a lot. I'm not saying that I've got a man crush on him, but he seems to be a CEO who really understands business and ways of framing it for people like me. And if I can reframe it for people like you, it's a win-win-win for all parties. TikTok videos are determined, oh, fascinating. Google has turned off Google Maps in Ukraine because 
Um, people are using it to track where the tanks are coming from, where there's traffic. Fascinating, right? You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. TikTok is already nearly 1 million users around the world. They're adding longer videos, bumping the max video length to up to 10 whole minutes to expand from short form content to try to take on YouTube. I applaud TikTok on this. Social media is converging. I get it. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Irreverent, over the top, and smart as a whip. This is the Rob Black Show. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.